When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to the latest episode of the Talking City podcast from the Manchester Evening News. I'm your host, Rich Fay. I'm joined in quarantine, but in self-isolation, I must say, down the line by Simon Bykowski. Hello. And by Stuart Brennan. Hello there. Uh, first of all, how are you both doing? Go on, yeah. Si. You better <laughs> go right. first because mine will take ages. It's, um, yeah, it's a bit a bit rubbish for everyone, isn't it? But we carry on and uh, there's plenty of football News still happening, even if there's not plenty of football. So on we go. And Stu, yourself, uh, enjoying writing about a sport that's not on at the moment? Yeah, having severe sport deprivation. I've taken to watching my little lad play on his trampoline in the garden. That's about as near as it, it gets to spectating on any sport. Um, it's fun when he lands on his head. That's quite funny. But there's not a lot going on, really. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's difficult, isn't it? I mean, we, we don't, you never know what to do. You don't You don't know whether you should be... We should even be writing about football when there's all this this stuff going on. And if if you are writing about football, how, how relevant is it? You know, it's a, it's a it's a difficult one for us, um, but obviously a lot more difficult for for other people. Uh, at least at least we've still got a job and we've got our health, so uh, we've got to be thankful for that, I guess. Yeah, it's one of the situations, like you said, there where we've got to be grateful. We're in a very fortuitous position, but everything we do, right? This is the disclaimer. Has the caveat: we don't know when football's coming back. We don't know what's happening in the transfer window. We don't know what's happening with the season. Thankfully. I've got you two to answer those questions instead for me today. But I can sit back, relax, and make you do all the hard work. Must put out the other caveat. It was producer Ash, who's not on the podcast today, who sent most of these questions across. So any complaints, feel free to direct, direct them his way. Yeah, we but, can't, even, can't even go around and give him a kick in, can we? He's, uh, no, not, not, not allowed. We'll have to wait until it's all over. We'll have to give him a big kick when we get back, really make up for it. Um, and another player looking to make up for it, uh, Kevin De Bruyne. He spoke this week on social media and said that uh, due to the absence of football at the moment, he's now looking to play his play in his career for an extra two years. He's not specified where, but you know, such is the, the lack of football at the moment that he's made him already change his maybe career plans he had in his head. But another two years of Kevin De Bruyne playing football and that's surely good news for City fans, sir. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Uh, I'm not sure how kind of serious or flippant he was being about it. He can be quite quite flippant at the best of times um, but yeah uh, two more years of De Bruyne it's still you know so you've still got a long term contract with him that may still de- depend on the Champions League ban which um, there have been a few a few delays too but um, like you say it's it's no bad thing I'm not sure what else can be said about that yeah it's all very much the muchness at the moment but uh, I guess on the Champions League ban like you said that's one of the things which has been affected by the uh, postponement of football and the ongoing pandemic where are we up to at the moment in terms of Champions League ban then um, I, I mean the Court of Arbitration for Sport is still saying that they're working as well as they can um, Switzerland is is in lockdown and the region that um that CAS are in are, are in lockdown until the end of April. So they're looking at other measures. They're looking at video conferencing. They're looking at um, maybe even holding 
hearings in other cities to try and get the hearing done. City still want it done as quickly as possible, despite the, the ludicrous application that was put in by all the other, the top 10 Premier League clubs other than Sheffield United. Um, so there's still, it's still expected to go ahead before next season, whenever next season is, because um, quite a lot can be done, you know, without having to meet face-to-face. Well, you know, if they ever want that's a, that submission by the other the other top ten, apart from good old Sheffield United, was just despicable, wasn't it? You know, in in any in any time, that would have been a, a pretty horrible expression of self interest. You know, basically knowing that it gives them a better chance of qualifying for Europe. Um, but in in the current climate, it, it just it just it's just redolent of of greed and uh, and and naked self interest. I mean. You know, if if City are found guilty by by Cass, you know, if Cass, if Cass sort of uphold UEFA's ruling, well, fair enough. You know, they deserve it. Um, but you know, to for, for the other Premier League clubs to be to be jumping in, there's, there's there's no reason for it other than that. You know, it would have been all all twenty Premier League clubs if it was an expression of of, of the Premier League's um, sort of collective interest. But it wasn't. It was just it was just the top ten who were the ones who stand to benefit from it. And it's 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 horrible, really, isn't it? You know, and you kind of you kind of look at all those clubs in a in a different light after it. Um, whether City get looked at in a different light will depend on the cast ruling. But uh, you know, what a what a thing to do, and at this time, it's just just poor. Yeah, it, I mean, you sort of touched on it there, Stu. Anyway, saying that it's going to be interesting to see. I mean, obviously, the cast ruling is what decides the case, and opinions will be made from, from then on. But how do you feel? How, how do you think City's reaction is to it? The fact that these Sides all try to kick them while they're down and try to take advantage of of the ruling. Well, I think I think they'll remember it. You know, I, I think they'll remember Sheffield United. You know, <laughs> I think they're, they're going to be many City fans' second favourite team now for uh, for not going going along with. It. I mean, you, you could argue that's because Sheffield United don't really expect you know to to benefit, but you know. I don't know. It, it, it was decent of them to not join that that particularly unpleasant pack. Um, I, yeah, I mean, but you, you've you've got to live with it in in football these days. You know, the City have had the spats. They had the spat with Arsenal, with Arteta. Um, they've had them had them with Everton, and they've had them with the United and, and lots of other clubs. And you've got to get over it quickly. There's no point in bearing grudges. Um, but that you know that was a that wasn't it wasn't it's not a pleasant thing to do. Um, I mean, the, the way City view it is, uh, the, the way the way they're putting it out is that they're absolutely adamant. I mean, and this isn't just a public face of City. This this is privately as well because you know I've spoken to people uh, within the club who, who were talking about the atmosphere within the club. They are absolutely adamant that they've done nothing wrong. I mean, it seems hard to believe because the the evidence that even though it was hacked or, or stolen or whatever. Um, you know the evidence does look quite damning. Uh, City say it's taken out of context, um, and uh, you know, and, and, and uh, there's procedural issues to be dealt with as well. But City are absolutely adamant that they're certain that they're going to be cleared by Cass. Um, now, whether that's a misplaced confidence, or you know, that that will only be evident when it comes out. But uh, City are absolutely. 100% sure that they're going to get off with this um, because, you know, in, in their eyes, they've done nothing wrong. So, uh, you know, for, for the for, if, if they do get cleared, those other clubs are going to look a little bit silly and uh, UEFA are going to look a little bit sick as well. Yeah, you have to wait and see how 
all that unfolds as well. And uh, when we're talking about what we don't know what's going to happen in the future, aside, how would City reflect on the season if it ended now? Um, obviously, it's so up in the air, isn't it? I mean, Champions League, they've beaten Real Madrid away. doesn't mean they were going to beat them at home. They've won the Carabao Cup. This, you know, second in the league. That's, that think, seems certain, but... I think there would be huge disappointment if the season was to end. Um, yeah. You know, yes, they weren't going to retain the Premier League, but they uh, retained the Carabao Cup, which, you know, supporters never sniff at. And they were in with a real chance of beating Real Madrid and therefore making the Champions League quarterfinals. They were favourites for the FA Cup. So it had the potential to be a really good season. That's before you get into like um, Sergio Aguero, his Premier League records that he set this season that would be wiped. Kevin De Bruyne was on course for making uh, his assist record that would be wiped. I think there's no other way to look at Void in the season and it would be massively disappointing um, from a City point of view. But the the big question that everyone is wrestling with on, on an hourly basis is um, whether it's better to complete this season at any cost, accepting that it's, um, it's going to be ruined anyway because of the time taken to sort of get people back to fitness. We don't know when games will be able to play, et cetera, et cetera. It's not going to be the same as it was, but whether you try and finish that and then deal with whatever left you've got for next season or you write off this season and try and have as full a next season as as you can. And I think there's been a bit of a shift from, we've heard De Bruyne recently and Kyle Walker both kind of saying that people would understand if this season was cancelled. Um, and I think in the situation that everyone is in, you've just got to be understanding of, of anything. Do you think City, fan, uh, City players would be so open to the suggestion of cancelling the season if they were top of the Premier League? I mean, like you said, they, they are already going for, for European competitions in the FA Cup as well. So obviously City still have an interest in finishing the season. But I've seen lots of sort of Liverpool uh, people on social media uh, saying that, you know, if, if City were top of the league, then there's no way a player would come out and say they're open to the season ending ending early. What, what do you think of that, Stu? Well, I mean, if, if you argue that, they're talking about ending the, the Champions League early. You know, and City really fancy themselves in the Champions League this year. And at the start of the season, and I know City always say the Premier League is our priority because it's the bread and butter, but I think if you did a poll of the, of the playing squad, and probably the, the the managerial staff as well. I'm pretty sure Champions League would have come out ahead of the Premier League. Uh, it's the one they haven't haven't got, and it, and they brilliantly placed. You know, I know they've got a second leg to play against Real Madrid, but they're certainly well placed. Um, you know, Liverpool have gone out, who who would be the team that you'd be eyeing up as the biggest threat to them uh, in the later stages. And although there's a lot of good teams still left in there, um, you know, if they get through the Real Madrid game, City City sort of enhance their, their Slot as favourites, uh, so you know that that's every bit as big a disappointment as it would be for Liverpool not winning the Premier League. So I don't think the players are, are doing it just to be be spiteful towards Liverpool or to say, well, we haven't got a chance of winning the league, so we don't care. So I, I don't think that argument stands up. But just going back to the original about you know you were saying that it's, we're sort of recording this when uh, we don't, we're awaiting the results of the Premier League meeting. One thing I can predict with absolute certainty <laughs> is that the Premier League, um, whatever whatever decision they come to, it'll be the supporters who are the last thing on their minds. You know, I wrote a piece about this. 
because this is something that perpetually annoys me. Um, you know, they, they're talking about a mini tournament. They have been talking about a mini tournament in in the Midlands with no fans. You know, just played behind closed doors. And I, they're just totally losing sight of what football is. You know, it, it's such a obviously it's, it's, it's a big sport because of the players and and the teams and, and the history of that. But it's made what it is by the fans. And yet again, they're the ones who are being ignored and sort of treated as, as, as irrelevant when, for my mind, they should be right. They should be at the front of it. And if they want to finish the season, and, and I think they should do, um, just finish it and then start thinking about how, how you start next season and, how, you know, maybe curtailing it. Because if, if you, you know, this, this season started with, with a set of rules about it and we haven't completed them. You know, there are still 10 games left. Um, so it needs to be finished under the rules that were set. Uh, next season, you could, before anybody's kicked a ball, we can say, right, this is how we're going to play this season. We're only going to play, you know, home game. You know, home games or away games. We're going to scrap the League Cup. We're going to, whatever they do, everybody knows right from the start what what's facing them. And there can be no complaints. But, you know, if you're a Liverpool fan, you'd be absolutely furious uh, if, if they just called it off now. And I, I don't, I, you know... <laughs> I have fun with Liverpool fans, but uh, it would be massively unfair if if uh, if they weren't to to win that title. Um, so it's, that, for me, the season's got to be completed, and then then sit down and think about how next season is played out. Even if it's a, a shortened season with you know with with the midwinter break scrapped with international any unnecessary international breaks scrapped, perhaps a competition like the Carabao Cup scrapped. And, and you know, everybody's starting from the same from the same song sheet. Uh, and to me, that's 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 the way it's got to go. Oh, that but sounds it, too long. Is there a time limit on that, though? Like, No, not for me. No, no. If, if we're, so even if, if it takes until this time next next year yeah. to finish. Yeah, why not? Why not? Then you've then you've you've come you 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 stretch one season out over two, and then you you forget about next season. Nobody's got a vested interest in next season yet. You know, nobody nobody thinks that they nobody nobody's sort of twenty five points clear at the top of the table or or no. in the, or in the or in the quarterfinals of the Champions League. So it, it, next season doesn't matter so much as this season, in my mm. eyes. It makes too much sense for that to be true, those two. That's the problem. You've hit the nail on the head there, and you just know the Premier League won't see it that simply. It's no, well, well all, all the Premier League are thinking about is the money. Yeah, you know, that mini tournament just stinks of them trying to milk every penny they can get out of it and try to recuperate yeah. the cost they've lost. But Absolutely. by the same token, this this season is ruined. Whatever you can restart it, but it's not going to be the same. But it's still no. going to be. It's still got. Vest- I mean, the, the point is, it could still be revived. Surely, I understand that players won't be fit. It's, but it's, it's but, never going to be the same as as it was. You're never going to get to that point that everyone was at in the season. So it, it's it's tainted. Whatever happens this season. You think it's tainted titles, side? I'm saying, it's, yeah. <laughs> any, 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 series, any titles won this season, apart from the Carabao Cup and the Community Shield, have to have an asterisk next to them. <laughs> because yeah. there's, there's just no way that you can say, oh, yeah, everything's normal again, right? Liverpool have, have won the title. Because it, it's just, it, it, it's, it's a sad reality, but the season has been impacted on in a way that it can't recover from. I'm not saying don't finish it, but it's not going to be, you know, no one will remember it as a full season. No, that is true. I'll have that caveat next to it. Uh, the next part of that question really is, like I said, Gundogan said that even if the season was voided now, Liverpool should still be awarded the title. They haven't won the title. They're going to win the title if it was to continue, as it seems they'd probably be Premier League champions if the coronavirus pandemic hadn't 
broken out. But if the season was to be voided right now, would you give Liverpool the title? No. Yes. They've not no, won the I, title, have they? No. I mean, to be honest, I, I'm split on this. I, I wrote a piece uh, that, that that had some scousers thinking that the world was definitely coming to an end because uh, because I, I sort of said in it that I, I thought Liverpool should be handed the title. I mean, that was my heart speaking, really, even though I have lots of fun and games with Liverpool on Liverpool fans on social media. Um, I mean, if you look at it, Sort of, um, you, start, you look at it logically and from the heart, but from the heart, um, you know, Liverpool, Liverpool deserve, deserve to have the title. But if, if my head also says that you you can't, you know, you can't do it because there are other issues, it's relegation issues, which aren't as clear. Quite everyone knows Liverpool are going to win the title, but nobody knows who's going to who's going to finish in the bottom three. So if you if you sort of count the season as being ended and Liverpool having won it, well, do you then? Say that the bottom three are relegated. You sort of you strain into a minefield with it. So I, I understand the reasoning, uh, and I understand that people from this end of the East Lancs Road desperately trying to stop Liverpool from winning it because because um, they find it hilarious. Um, but you know, to me, I mean, Liverpool. I understand where Gundogan's coming from. Everyone knows that Liverpool have been the best team in the league, um, so they, they deserve they deserve to, to get the title. But the complications that would arise from it in terms of how far do you take that um, would be, uh, could even end in court cases. Um, Cause you know, you know, if you're top of the championship, if you're Leeds and West Brom, you say, well, we, you know, we, we deserve to go up because we're clear at the top of the championship. Everyone, everyone feels that we would have won that. So where does it end? You know, you, you, where, where do you, where do you draw the cut, cut off point? So yeah, I'll tell you what Sai's saying. And, and I guess um, if we was to sort of sit down and reduce it logically, you would, you would have to say that it has to be voided. And the only, and the only trophies are ones that have actually been decided, which, which are the two, which are the two that City have won, uh, fortunately for City. Um, if, say you want to go down the Belgium route and decide yet yeah, after this point in the season we're just going to hand out trophies and relegation and decide that you know that's what happens then then fine but if you're going to avoid the season you can't just give someone a trophy that they've not won just mm-hmm. because you think that they would have won it because City weren't going to win the title in 2012 mm-hmm. up until like 93 minutes and 20 seconds so yep. you, you, you're you basically saying football's pointless and taking away what it's all about if you're going to give people trophies that they've not won however sort of sad that will be for Liverpool if that happens because they have been the outstanding team this season but you know this coronavirus has affected a lot of people and a lot of industries and football is one of them yeah that's, that's the thing we've got to remember you know it, it would be it would be sad for Liverpool and for the fans but uh, placed in the greater context it's uh, it's completely irrelevant uh, so it, it feels a bit feels a bit dirty to be even talking about it really in the current climate but you know that's that's our job and that's 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 what we've been paid to do and people still want to talk about issues because they want to take the mind off what's going on out there um so you know it's uh it's a tough one it's a tough one but at the end of the day it's football it doesn't really matter and the the, the way the premier league will look at it is 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 in a business like way because that's what that's what they are, and that's what they're there to do these days. You know, they're there to protect the business and to enhance the business. And I'm sure that the, the decision that they take will be driven by that. Yeah, you use the words dirty, and it doesn't really matter what, what happens in football. So, I might have to scrap my next question on who would, be the play, <laughs> who would be the player of the season if it was to end now. Doesn't really matter. It might not end, who knows? But uh, one thing uh, which does matter, uh, 
size the, the people and how people are coping amid all this. And uh, I know maybe there was discussions to be had about the way City have handled the whole coronavirus pandemic and the way that season renewals have gone about and the casual workers direct scheme, all of that. Um, what, how do you think City have have sort of reacted and how have they come across, in your opinion, amid all of the coronavirus pandemic? Uh, you've got to be careful what you say here amid the any Twitter mobs that might be listening. But um, yeah, I think they've they've done some things well. Um, they've reacted quite slowly, generally, um, which is perhaps understandable given this, the size of the organisation and sort of the unprecedented nature of, of the situation. I said the other day, it does seem a misstep to be taking direct debit payments from supporters uh, when no football on and to be sort of, um, you know, there's still people who've paid money for the Real Madrid game that may or may not happen looks very unlikely to happen with supporters and I know City need to wait for things to be done but there's just there's not really been there wasn't really communication with casual workers um, for a long time and people sort of left wondering whether they would be getting income that is sort of needed more than ever really and uh, there was very much a delay on sort of the the situation around direct debits and other clubs around them have been sort of doing a lot to keep supporters in the loop and, and City haven't haven't really been that sort of uh, in contact with, with supporters as often as maybe they, they could have been. Um, they have done a lot for the, the community um, and they committed with United to, to giving money to food banks in Manchester and a few things like that and they are ringing up elderly um, and disabled fans every week to check out they are and things like that. But, that yeah, there are a few... Uh, areas where they've they've not quite been as, uh, as as thoughtful maybe as they could have been. Yep, I'd, I'd, I mean I'd, I'd agree with that. I mean, he, what their their first thought should have been for their workforce, um, and it seems like they were a little bit slow in terms of reassuring the you know the staff, the, the match day staff in particular, who were the you know at the lower end of the economic scale by and large. You know, they, they needed reassurances and they need to know that the the next you know where the next paycheck was coming from. But without making excuses for them, you know, it, it's, it's put strain on everybody. Um, we we know because we're regular visitors. To city but whenever you're there there are meetings going on all over the place you've never seen an, an organization that meets in the way city do you know they they just seem to spend all day in meetings uh and i know there's video conferencing and and, and whatsapp and all kinds of other ways of communicating but they're not the same as being in, in a person-to-person meeting and i suspect that you know there have been breakdowns and and it has slowed down processes and it has slowed down decisions and of course there's people going off ill and self-isolating and stuff which which won't have helped um so I, you just wonder whether that's played into it a little bit um not really any any great excuses because it wouldn't have taken it wouldn't have taken um a lot to to get a decision from the top on the uh on the on the on the staff you know and, and getting their wages um but you know you just wonder whether whether the process was was slowed down by by those kind of considerations i yeah, think more, more than anything not just the city you want things to come from the top down in these situations yeah so before tottenham are going to furlough staff you want daniel levy to be making a sacrifice and you want the players to be giving something up because mm-hmm. they have kind of more to be able to to do in this situation than people who have chosen to like pay for the season ticket via direct debit. So, I mean, Mm. we've not heard, not to denigrate City or any of their players because these things take time to sort out, but it seems 
it looks strange from the outside for a club with the pockets of City to be still taking people's money for matches that is very, very unlikely to be going ahead um, mm-hmm. when they have the resources that they do. Agreed. Agreed. I guess, like I said, they're a sign in, in both cases. And even the on-field and off-field issues at the moment for City, it's all all direction from the top, isn't it? That's needed at this moment in time. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, City generally have, have taken a stance of sort of sitting back and not kind of making that many sort of presumptuous decisions. And I think given the situation across the globe and how much we don't know about everything, it's quite wise to sort of sit back and take counsel and and see how things are developing before you make any clear-cut decisions. But it's just communication and keeping people in the loop about what's going on that would make things better. Yeah, I'd go along with that. I hate to to agree with Bykowski, but... (laughs) I go along with that. Brought us together. <laughs> Taking a, a global pandemic for you both to agree, but you've done it in the end. And that's all that matters. Um, I think next time we reconvene on the podcast, which will be next week, we will do one, maybe a Q&A special where we will answer any questions that fans have about the ongoings at City and the, the things which could happen with a lot of caveats out of the transfers and all that stuff. So if you've got any questions you want for next week's podcast, please do get them in on the Talking City Facebook page or you can tweet myself, Si or Stu, and we'll try and make a note of them and have a dossier of them for next week's podcast. But I think that's probably a good position to leave this one to. Just finish this one. It's one o'clock. We've both got your lunches sorted. Yes. I've, I've had mine. I've made the beds while I was doing the podcast as well, which I can't <laughs> normally do. That is a, a real treat. You're really... Multitasking. Just like that. Have you got any other jobs you need to do today, either of you? Oh, yeah. Yeah, loads. Loads. I'm typing with one hand and uh, make, <laughs> making, making my nipper lunch with the other one, probably. That'll be the no, next one. Like what about you, Si? Uh, just going to cry in a corner, I think. See out the day. Wait for it to all blow over. <laughs> yeah. my, my usual Friday, pretty much. Quarantine hasn't <laughs> yeah. really affected it. I was going to say, you do that in the office anyway. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> doesn't make too much of a difference. But uh, no, I wish you both well. Thank you very much for joining us in this makeshift podcast. Like I said, we will be back again next week. Not stay sure which day. Stay at home. Wash your hands. Stay safe. Try stay positive as well. You've always uh, got the podcast if you need some company anyway. We've got a big back catalogue if you can... Uh, standards for that much longer but thank you very much for joining us on the talking city podcast please do leave a like and subscribe and we'll see you again next time